Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, and back with me, as usual, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. How's it going, man? I think you're having a much better week than me. <laughs> it has been a very relaxing week. This uh, it's the it's the right time of year for that. Watch watch movies with the kids and just kind of. My daughter had never seen The Princess Bride, which was interesting. I got I got blocked by uh, Carrie Yules, the the guy who plays Wesley or the Dread Pirate Roberts, the main character in The Princess Bride. I got blocked by him earlier this week, and so I told my kids, and my son knew who it was, and he was real proud of me. But my daughter had never seen The Princess Bride, which was just an affront to my parenting. So we yeah, we watched that. Raising, yeah, I know. <laughs> So it's been a it's been an interesting week. I go back to work today, but uh, I only have to work. I work today and tomorrow, and then I'm off Saturday night for Stephanie's Christmas company Christmas party. Uh, apparently, some other husbands of the HR department are going to be there, and we're all going to hang out and get drunk before the party even starts. Is what I've been told. So I'm ready for this. Good times. Yeah, I think. Uh, well. I don't know. We we already talked uh, off camera about my issues. I won't go into them here, but <laughs> um, you're not the only one having a really good week. We just got word from uh, President Biden that he has performed, you know, maybe one of the greatest trade deals of all time. We swapped uh, the what do they call him? The Merchant of Death. This yeah. uh, Russian arms dealer who we spent, it looks like we spent years trying to extradite him. We had to get him from fucking Thailand, I think, and convict him of selling all these arms to terrorists. You know, basically he was he was competing with the U.S. federal government and we couldn't have that. So we spent a, a long time putting him in prison for 25 years. And apparently... uh a basketball player in a league that nobody watches who plays for a team that nobody knows. I don't know. I still don't know what team she plays for and anybody claiming that they're like Brittany Griner supporters or something. I guarantee you, they don't know uh, what team she plays for. They can't name a team. I can't name one team in the WNBA. I don't know if you can. Sparks. Are they still a team? I, go with the, I have Sparks. no idea. Yeah, sure. Whatever. But uh, so we traded him, this prolific arms dealer, for a basketball player. And meanwhile, there's two other Americans that uh, one's a former Marine that got arrested for, I think, espionage charges. He's been in prison for four years. And then there's like some other guy, uh, his last name's like Fogel or something. I might be confusing that, but there's another guy in there. Um I don't understand why we couldn't get all three back for this arms dealer. Seems like you should get everybody. I mean, it's had, just based uh, on the sentences alone, like Brittany was doing nine years. This guy was getting 25. So nine for they 25. Had, they had tried to do a trade earlier in the year. It was going to be Brittany Griner and the Marine for this guy. And Russia said, no, get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it must be nice to be, uh, you know, a basketball star and a woman of color. In What's really funny about this guy is, um, do you ever see the Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War? Yes. 
That's, that's loosely based, based on off of him. Yeah. Like he was the inspiration for that movie. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. I, I think I remember somebody telling me that. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty good movie. I think I, I should watch that again. You know, what's interesting about that movie is I kind of felt like he was the good guy, but maybe that's just a more telling of me than anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand why they're, um, you know, so upset. I guess I guess it's just the competition angle because we're the ones that sell the fucking arms to terrorists. See something that came across my computer screen right before we started that um, there's like some Saudi uh, prince behind the deal. Let's see. The Daily Mail is calling it a deal soaked in blood, blah, 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 blah. Uh, after governments of Saudi Arabia, UAE and Russia confirmed that da, 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 da. After mediation efforts led by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, 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 uh, MBS for short. Okay. Uh, foreign ministry statements by both co uh, countries hours after the now freed American Russian walk past, blah, blah, blah. Saudi Prince. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe the, the Saudis are involved in this too. There's. There's probably a lot of layers to all these fucking arms deals that have been going on. I don't, I don't even know. I, I just thought how it was are, fucking. Go ahead. How are all the woke morons who were so high on gun? I know this has been like beat to death on Facebook and Twitter, but like all the woke morons who are so high on gun control are perfectly fine with releasing a international arms dealer in exchange for a basketball player. And like, I mean, the good news for Russia is. This is probably going to even the odds in the the whole Russia Ukraine conflict. I mean, now they got their guy back, right? Yeah, they can start getting some weapons of their own. Not going to be having those uh, outdated equipment problems anymore. They're going to they're going to be getting the good shit because you know he still has all his contacts. Like just because he's been in prison doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. How long was he in prison? I know uh, he was sentenced to twenty five years, but I don't remember how long he'd been. I want to say it was either nine years or six years. I can't. I can't remember exactly. The it said the last place that he, uh, the last place that they had him was in Marion, Illinois, and that's like a medium security prison. It's not even like a a maximum security lockup. So it's like, if you know, he's been keeping his contacts fresh. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like, not only is it a basketball, a woman basketball star, in a league that nobody cares about on a team that nobody knows, uh for this prolific arms dealer but like she was in a much worse prison situation than this guy he's in like a yeah medium security u.s prison probably has a fucking tv in his cell gets uh you know uh, i'm sure he had a cell phone somewhere Brittany griner's like breaking rocks in some labor camp for nine years you know they put him in a medium security prison so they could go in and talk to him whenever they needed to and be like hey we're trying to get this and we're having trouble. Like, can you, uh, can you grease, can you grease some beer somewhere for us? And this like, guy's number, I lost it. <laughs> like, where's, what's your hookup for this? We're, we're having trouble finding, finding the right stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, the, uh, ISIS is not happy with the last shipment that we sent in. We need to get some better gear for them or they're going to start causing problems again. Where, where, where can we find the good stuff? Yeah, I I don't know if if it's too early for the memes to be taking off on this, but there's a lot lot of material there for the meme stream. Um, and also uh, material. Speaking of material for the meme stream, the uh, New York Times, New York Times employees are on strike. So I I know this is difficult for all of us to to bear. They have uh, come out with a statement they they weren't able to come to terms with uh pay and benefits and and uh time off and things like that so they're officially uh walking out and they're going to picket in front of the uh the new york times building in manhattan at 1 p.m which uh i think that's right, right right now they should be out there <laughs> again wonderful timing uh middle of december in the winter to go stand outside in New York and fucking pick it. And by the way, uh, they're asking readers not to engage in any New York Times platforms tomorrow and stand on uh, and stand with us on the digital picket line. <laughs> it's my fault. I canceled my subscription earlier this week, and that's probably why the New York Times couldn't afford to pay them whatever it was they were wanting. Only subscriber. <laughs> that, that four that four dollars a month gone, and now they're 
now they're struggling. Oh my God. Like how tone deaf can they, can you be? We're going to stick it to the New York times. We're going to, we're going to pick it We're we're not going to work. I don't know what their subscription base is looking like these days, but it's got to be on the decline. I mean, you're one of the few people that actually orders these things. I know like offices do, you know, they'll have it out in the office because like, that's what these antiquated fucking offices do. They just fucking buy magazines, subscriptions and newspapers. But man, who fucking has any faith in the New York times anymore? I mean, and the only reason I even subscribe to any of that stuff is just to see what, like, what are they paywalling? What's the stuff that they think is so important that they want to hold that for just their like most loyal followers. So like, I want to see what that stuff is. And it, like for the New York times, it just wasn't really, it wasn't really worth it. Like they don't have any, there's nothing engaging on there. There's nothing unique. Um, I'm going to keep the Washington post and time magazine because they do actually have like good shit, but like the Atlantic and New York times, like it's just the same bullshit over and over again. It's like, God, this is not journalism. Y'all shouldn't get paid anything. Yeah. Well, I, I will stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters over at the New York Times, I will not engage in any of their platforms. I can't remember the last time I read the Times, but I'm with you guys. Yeah, uh, for all I don't don't ever go back to work. Just stop what you're doing. <laughs> uh, whatever they were paying you, it was way too much. And any benefits, you should just take those and fucking run. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't know why they don't just plan these for the summer, at least. They're probably too busy, like vacationing. Well, and while that's happening, I think CNN's going through another round of layoffs. Um, oh, I, I think it was, yeah. Was it a thousand employees or something? Did I yeah, see that? Yeah, CNN has been going through massive layoffs. Facebook has been going through massive layoffs. Like a lot of these media companies are are having huge layoffs, and then I mean, Twitter obviously, but that was for different reasons. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. And then, yeah, and a lot of these big media companies have just been like cutting jobs left and right because I mean because people have lost faith in in most of them and the ones that people still have faith in are mostly subscription based type stuff anyway. Uh like I know Fox has like a subscription program that uh, in the wake of all of this seems to be doing really well. Like you've got the Daily Wire that somehow they're still making money hand over fist, even though Shapiro's terrible. But, you know, the Daily Wire is still making a lot of like the the places that people go for news are not CNN, New York Times, MSNBC. It's it's yeah. becoming other other streams of media. Yeah, we, we are watching the slow death of of the old guard. Uh, and that and you know the canary in the coal mine was definitely the the cnn uh what was that thing called yeah cnn plus cnn plus where they've poured fucking they were gonna put a billion dollars into this thing and it and, lasted a month yeah and they had like 10 subscribers or something unbelievably uh pathetic and that seemed to be the canary in the coal mine and then now we're seeing especially with um you know, a lot of these tech stocks have been having a hard time in the markets. We're probably enter going to be re-entering recession. I know the last quarter was technically positive growth, if you believe the government's inflation numbers. But I think we're headed for the next leg down in this thing. And there's going to be a lot of layoffs in, the, in this type of industry, this dying industry, this antiquated industry that has done nothing to justify its existence over the last two years i mean especially over the last two years but over the last like 10 years they've just been fucking doing a tremendous disservice to the american people and it's about time that they fucking get their get their comeuppance and then i think uh also the real estate industry you're gonna see a lot of uh a lot of problems in there with interest rates going up i mean mortgage rates are at like seven percent or something now and uh it's going to be yeah a lot of layoffs a lot of layoffs in the in the uh the tech the uh media and real estate i think will be hit pretty hard in this next recession do you remember the hbo show news uh newsroom with uh jeff daniels and yeah yeah i watched a few episodes of that i think that series when it came out was kind of to some extent foretelling like what was coming with mainstream media 
because it like you know it was a fictional series but it was a a news station that was attempting to do news in a actually telling the truth and reporting real news type of a way against the backdrop of all the other news stations that didn't do it the right way or you know didn't didn't actually report news they report everything with a with a spin like i think i think around that time is when people were starting to to realize just what a complete shit show mainstream media was and the and starting to see that the the news was not what it should be yeah yeah i mean it's crazy now especially with all the 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 internet and the technology like there's this one compilation i'm gonna pull it up actually during the break and we can uh and get your reaction but it's so funny because it's every news station and they're all saying the exact same thing and there's like hundreds of them like not even just like the big ones but like even the local channels are all doing the same shit and it's pretty incredible so let's uh let's go ahead and uh break and then we'll roll with that hey guys today's show is brought to you by our friends over at lorenzotti coffee You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti. L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, so, uh, we were talking about this clip and came across my Twitters. I don't know, like a week or two ago, I wasn't able to find it. Justin Hill, Billy boy, Campbell, the, uh, Liberace of the computer keyboard was able to pull this up for me. So let's, uh, I gave you controls. Let's go ahead and roll this clip. And this is why one of the reasons why I think people are losing faith in today's uh, corporate press. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio. Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to serve our Treasure Valley communities, the El Paso Las Cruces communities, Eastern Iowa communities, Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are Plaguing our country. Sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, has become, become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. Unfortunately, members of the media community this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 This is extremely dangerous democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, was the audio bad on your end too, or was that just on mine in like the middle of it? Yeah, because they're playing so many different. Yeah, because there's like fifty the fucking like, clips at the yeah, same time. They like overlap each other, and it's so it uh, you get like a lot of echo because it's. I guess it's it is yeah. kind of hard to make all of those match up exactly, but it was that <laughs> you get a lot of echo in there. But yeah, just the fact that it's like so many and they're just like adding them one at a time to the screen. As, right. As yeah. Count. For those of you that 
that just have the audio. It's it's basically they start with one clip from like CBS five o'clock news or whatever, and then they play another clip and they try to line up the the sentence. So it's like this is extremely dangerous to our. And then they'll start another clip to our democracy, and then a third clip our democracy, and it just keeps lining up. And they go through, and there's literally like fifty or seventy five channels on there that are all saying the exact same fucking sentence over and over and over again and it's not even like it's verbatim the exact same sentence and then at the end they just this is extremely dangerous to our democracy like they're trying to condition people this is like something you would do you know was it in that show lost i think it was in lost where they're like trying to fucking condition this kid's brain or something and so they strap him to a chair and they're just like playing fucking uh, propaganda clips and things like that. Like this is what you would do to somebody when you're trying to hammer in a message into their brain. Repeat after me: extremely dangerous to our democracy. Well, and there was the uh, there was the thing on Twitter not too long ago of the uh, kind of weird that one man can dictate how half a billion people communicate. <laughs> da, 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 like all the bullshit. Um, did you see the the Amazon? Prime series Utopia. It was based off of a. It was the American version of a of a BBC show called this by the same thing. Uh, so it came out in 2020, and and it's based around the idea of a virus being released. So naturally, it didn't get a second season. But one of the lines in that, one of the lines in that show, I highly recommend watching it for anybody who hasn't, uh, especially in light of 2020, and keeping in mind that it came out like, I think I think it came out in like May or June of 2020. Like if you go and watch it, remembering when it came out, you're like, holy fuck. So anyway, one of the lines in the in the show is um, they're they're talking about this character who committed suicide. And all of these different like people that they're interviewing, asking them questions about the guy, they keep saying the same thing over and over again. And one of the characters goes, you know, there's on message and then there's scripted. And like every time I see this kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, there's on message and then there's scripted and they're not doing a very good job of covering up. Yeah, it's like they don't even I mean, in years past, they didn't have to hide it because like you would only see like the Chicago broadcast or something. You wouldn't see that in California. But now we can put it all together and you can just see how fucking naked it is. And then you realize that, oh, yeah, all these people go to like the fucking White House correspondence dinners and they're bumping elbows with all these fucking politicians and shit. And they're they're taking their marching orders from somebody. I mean, th- this is not an accident. And so, yeah, they get a fucking script and they're they stick to it. They stick to that fucking script. It really is just unbelievable that the talking points that they get and how many people are still willing to. I mean, these are these are dying out, but there are people that this is the you know, this is who they look to for their for their information. Uh, just incredible. I, don't know, I love that fucking clip. It, our democ- and then they have the fucking nerve to say that there's all these stories on social media that aren't true and they're just putting them out there without vetting them. Imagine that. It's all like, like as if only social media is putting out false stories. I mean, we were talking about Russia and stuff earlier and 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 the Saudis and, and everything else. Like, remember the the story about how Russia was putting bounties out on U.S. troops in Afghanistan. But there was the source. It was all from anonymous sources. And then it just and this was being run as completely true, 100 percent positively verifiably true and then a couple months later it turned out that the whole thing was bullshit like how many times do they do that and they don't issue like they'd go back and they real quietly issue like a uh, a amendment onto the article that says well it turns out this was wrong but they don't they don't announce that out loud or you know they don't come out no 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 make it or make it they don't run a big they don't run a big campaign to say hey sorry we told you this but it turns out we were wrong uh, like yeah. you'll never see that well dude that would just be their entire broadcast every time would be how their last broadcast was wrong like so they can't do that otherwise it's just them apologizing the whole time <laughs> they wouldn't even have they wouldn't have uh enough days in the week to actually put out a story at a certain point because they're just apologizing for everything that they've done in the past every fucking day of the week 
What and remember that other one where they used like footage from like a training camp or something in Virginia? What was, was that one? Firing, it was a firing range in Kentucky, and they used that to show like fire a firefight in Afghanistan or something. And the reason that we couldn't withdraw troops from Afghanistan was because there was all this violence and fighting going on. And then somebody pointed out, hey, that was where we did like a big show and like blew a bunch of stuff up and set off a bunch of weapons and everything at this firing range in Kentucky. Like that was number one. It's not the Middle East. Number two, the entire thing was a controlled demonstration. Like it was completely safe. There was nothing hazardous about it. Like, Yeah. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. But it, man, those social media platforms, that's where all the lies are circulated. All these untrue, unvetted stories. And, you know, it's funny that like they never really have receipts for any of these untrue stories. The best that they can do is like a fact check that says it's missing context or something. And then you drill down. I mean, you know this better than anybody. They just said, oh, this was vetted by somebody else. And then they just keep putting you in this fucking loop that you end up with nothing. I and- I, I posted some stuff about the um, the medically assisted suicides in Canada the other day. And, and a guy said, you shouldn't believe all that stuff and all that's nonsense. I was like, I've literally been researching this for the past three months, but cool. Like you're, I'm sure you've got better information than I've been able to come up with. Well, the channel six told them that not to believe it because it's on social media and everybody posting on social media is like, these corporate press guys are fucking lying to you, but they actually fucking post the proof of it. Like, here's the fucking evidence. Here are the fucking, here's the data. Here's the charts. Here's what's actually going on. And yes, you can't just read the headline. You have to go into it and you have to spend some time reading it. Most people don't do that. I think 85% of people just read the headline or they just hear the extremely dangerous to our democracy and they go with it. But it's just really amazing that the, the people that are believed in the corporate press, they can just make these accusations with nothing to back them up. What about all the ivermectin shit? Remember that? fucking horse medicine Didn't we talk about it last time like 54 percent of u.s of u.s adults are at a sixth sixth grade reading level or below like yeah nobody reads anything right yeah but yeah they can't even if they wanted to they they might be able to like sound out the words but they don't know what the words mean when they're all put together they don't know how to think that it's and it's all by design it's all intentional so that they can just have this corporate press that tells you what to think and what to believe over and over and over again they all say the same thing so it must be true because channel 5 has it channel 9 has it channel 12 has it everybody yeah cbs nbc they all got it they all say the same thing so it must be true if you tell a lie enough times it has to be true purely coincidental that they're verbatim saying the exact same (laughs) exact same order over and over again oh my god it would be so funny to uh have like 18 TVs set up in your room or something and just have them all set to the five o'clock news. Oh my God. Well, like you said, though, like, you know, back in the day, the only news you saw was your local five o'clock news. Like, you you know, and, uh, right. Well, and then you'd be talking to your friend be like, Oh, did you see the news last night? Like whatever. And like, yeah, it's extremely dangerous to our democracy. <laughs> and it's like, but yeah, also- that's what channel five told me. I heard the same also, thing. back then, like the five o'clock news mostly talked about local stuff. Like you didn't get a lot of this big uh, national media propaganda spin on everything. Like I, I don't remember, I don't remember our local news channel talking about anything other than local news. They talked about the weather. They talked about local sports. They would there would be you know some college and professional sports news, but usually it was about either the collegiate teams that everybody in our area typically followed or the professional teams that everybody in our area typically followed. Like you got a lot of local stuff you didn't get this like national propaganda that, that anytime I watch local news from like Evansville here, it's all the exact same shit that you see on MSNBC, CNN. Like they don't, they they talk about local stuff, but that's not the focus of the news. The focus of the news is to push the propaganda that's coming from the top down. Yeah. And then they have some filler stories in Chicago. It was always like how many people were shot this past weekend, maybe some construction like pothole issues that, you know, residents were just fed up. So they filled in the potholes themselves. 
and then like a feel good story at the end. You know, the last thing right before they close is like some tugging at your heartstrings, like 30 second thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking local news. What a weird system that we've come up with and this we're just still rolling with it nothing has really changed in our entire lifetimes as far as the new like the corporate press news goes it's so funny how slow these things are to change i mean what it, what is it that they say about change it, it'll happen really slowly at first and then all at once all at once yeah i think we're i think we're very quickly approaching the all at once especially when you see stuff like CNN and and all these others with the big layoffs you see the strikes at the New York Times like I, I think we are I think we are on the uh the death nails of mainstream media as we've known it for most of our lives and we're going to start to see that all at once happen sometime fairly yeah. quickly yeah it certainly feels like it's peaked it's like you're almost like you're rolling a snowball or something up a hill and when you get to the hill that's like the peak of it. And it's a huge ball and it just rolls off the other side and keeps picking up more and more speed, something like that. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to see that. Yeah. The, I hope we see the collapse of this shit like really fucking fast. They've done a tremendous amount of damage and they're just shameless about it. Like they will fucking put thousands of people's lives at risk with, with bullshit stories, all these, you know, Every fucking riot that has been started is basically based off of like a fucking false narrative, you know, uh, especially around the, you know, the the hands up, don't shoot thing and Trayvon Martin stuff. I guess the uh, uh, what's his name? George Floyd. George Floyd. I mean, we all saw the video, so there was that. But I mean, after that, it was a bunch of fucking bullshit stories to perpetuate it. So. Yeah. Do you think the the summer of love of 2020 really kind of was like what pushed it over the edge where there where you had the guy that was like talking about mostly peaceful protests <laughs> while there's literally buildings on fire right. behind him like do you think that I might think, yeah that might have I think triggered a little bit of this Yeah you might say that that did it because it was dude that was amazing it really was amazing and he's doing it with a straight face. Like, I don't understand. Do these people not have like a fucking, they don't have a soul. They have no dignity. I couldn't imagine standing in front of a burning building and saying it's mostly peaceful. But don't, you know, don't look at that thing right behind me. I mean, everybody saw the videos of what was actually going on. People getting cracked over the head with fucking two by four stores broken into looting. Well, and the people who have journalistic integrity that actually do research and report on stuff the right way, they're all leaving these big media conglomerates and they're doing substacks and they're doing blogs or whatever you want to call it. They're doing stuff on Patreon like they're they're putting out content in different ways for different platforms. And so they're still reporting on stuff, but they're doing it where they're not under the restriction of having to do it for whatever the corporate press says you have to do and so like they're finding followings because they're willing to report the news in a way that they otherwise were not allowed to do yeah like yeah. the taibi thing with the the whole twitter leaks like the reason he got that is because he's been reporting on real stuff and so he got all the information on that and was allowed to to run with it so like it's and so they're speaking of that that's a Beautiful transition there. Thank you, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. There's been some updates. Now, it, it seemed to me like the dump, it wasn't really anything new, but it confirmed everything that we, you know, we had suspicions of. You know, when uh, what's his face, uh, Zuckerberg went on Rogan, he admitted that the fucking FBI like contacted him. You know, and the and the way they would do it on that was like, hey, we think there's going to be some misinformation coming down the pike. So just be aware, be alert for misinformation and make sure it doesn't get across your platform. And then, you know, the next day. Cue the corporate press misinformation. This is misinformation. Everybody's saying misinformation over and over again. And so Facebook's like, oh, this is probably what the FBI is talking about. Let's censor it. And it seemed like a lot of the stuff that we got from the the Twitter dump was just confirming that that these companies, you know, they're they're having meetings with the fucking uh, with the government, Facebook, Yahoo, Google, uh, Wiki, something or other. 
uh, they're all in these meetings together. So it's like uh, that that whole libertarian argument, well, free, you know, it's a, a private company. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, but do they actually want to do this or are they being fucking strong-armed by the government to do it? They're doing the government's bidding. The government skirts the Constitution, skirts any, you know, restraints on its authority by um, forcing private entities to do their bidding. I mean, the Federal Reserve is the best example of that. I mean, they they couldn't uh, they couldn't do anything without the fucking Federal Reserve. Well, and at the point that they, you know, like there's been additional stuff that's come out on the Twitter leaks and everything that like, there was literally a guy at Twitter who was working for the FBI that was vetting this stuff and telling them what they could and couldn't run with, which uh, Elon Musk has since fired him. But like when you've got that, when you've got somebody who's an FBI employee who's been installed in Twitter to tell them what they to go through this stuff and tell them what they can and can't run. It's no longer a private company. Now it is being run by government operatives. Like yeah. the, the, the it's, whole, a, it's an private, extension it's a of the, company, it, they just created the a, Yeah, they just created a new fucking department in the government, essentially. They co-opted this private entity and turned it into a, a fucking propaganda wing for the government. Do we so let's uh let's go back to that. What was that guy's name? Uh Jim Baker, I want to say is something something Baker. Uh yeah. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Uh Jim Baker was the name of the guy. He was a FBI attorney that was working um with Twitter. And he's also the reason that so when they initially did like the Taibi was going to do the file dump. He was the reason that it took so long for it to come out because he was like basically trying to tell Elon and Taibi what they could and couldn't put out on the dump as well. Right. And and so the second dump, did we get a second dump yet? Or is that, that was the one that was like extra delayed? Uh, it- yeah, there, the second one, Matt Taibi put out an additional dump of further stuff going into the initial stuff but there's a second dump of something else i think it's i think it's going to be covid stuff that is supposed to be coming out sometime and that's the one that's gotten delayed and uh, like i said he's he's fired this baker since then so right maybe because, well he was he was combing forward. through everything and he was basically getting rid of anything we don't know what he what he got rid of those files uh what files he cleared from the dump right like he could have been getting uh incriminating evidence that you know from the f that incriminated the fbi or some other government organization but he was basically combing through everything and making sure nothing too terrible got released to the to the american public right right we can't you're um we can only be trusted with so much truth (laughs) right yeah yeah, you don't want it all at once. Little little, uh, little snippets here and there. And so, yeah, Elon gets word of this and fucking shit cans that guy. And now they're trying to kind of figure out what he was what he was up to. Exact- I mean, they know what he was doing, but they don't know exactly what he got rid of. Yeah, so it's... Uh, but, you know, this is a, it's a threat to free speech to have Elon in charge of Twitter. Yes, it's a, it's very dangerous to our democracy <laughs> can't have one guy telling everybody what to uh what to think and say that that job belongs to the federal government and they disseminate it out to all the the news channels to tell you so yes it looks like it's coming from 500 different channels but it's really just one other guy <laughs> and it hate and that guy hates competition believe me uh it, it really is fucking unbelievable speaking oh god Oh, I was going to say, speaking of a lack of competition, you know, the uh, we got that rail strike we could talk about since the uh, there is no competition in the rail industry in the U.S. It's all run by the effectively the way it works is all of the big rail companies are all like lumped under one thing, even though they're private companies, they're all lumped under the same division in the Department of Transportation. I think it is. It's either the Department of Transportation or the Department of Labor. But I want to say it's transportation. Um, so they're 
technically a private union, but at the same time, they're more or less a public union because of the way that it's all put together. And so if you remember, like earlier in the year, there was a big strike coming because they couldn't get certain, uh, they were trying to get a certain amount of pay time off. I actually, I don't think they get any pay time off. So they're trying to get pay time off and more money and some other stuff um, because the rail industry ran around the clock through all of COVID. And they were doing so, their overtime pay is good, but not great. Their, uh, like their benefits were good, but not great. The way that their holidays and stuff like that were done and vacation time, like it just wasn't, it wasn't really uh, ideal setup. And they were working more hours than anybody else on the planet during COVID. So their contract ended and they came to negotiations and the U.S. government would not agree to what they wanted. They ended up getting some concessions, which effectively belayed the strike until now. So fast forward to now. And instead of going to going to negotiations and uh, giving the rail unions what they want, Joe Biden signed a bill into law making a rail strike illegal. And this was passed by the House and Senate. Uh, AOC voted for it, like a whole bunch of pro-union type uh, Democrats voted for it. Uh, Joe Biden, pro super pro-union Joe Biden, put signed into law a bill that will make the strike illegal. So instead of negotiating with them, just make it illegal for them to strike. Yeah, that's... <laughs> You know, I'm on board if it's a fucking government union. I don't think these government unions should should exist. I mean, unionization in the free market, sure, absolutely. But when you have fucking uh, a union negotiating with an entity that doesn't actually have to foot the bill for any of this shit, I'm surprised that they just didn't cave on everything. I mean, that's why all these these teachers unions and shit get everything that they fucking want. Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to fucking negotiate with the government with you and me footing the fucking bill for everything. That's just bullshit. So, but that that's just fucking delicious. The 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 level of hypocrisy there is incredible. I I can't believe that they're just like eh, we're just gonna make it illegal. If you <laughs> the um you know there used to be this illusion that the government was not the fucking mafia. And that illusion is just completely gone now. Like they don't even pretend anymore. It, it it's like that scene from a Bronx Tale at the bar, where uh, was it? Sonny just walks in, and uh, the all those like bikers were trying to get a drink, and the guy didn't want to serve them. And you know he's like, yeah, you know we just want a couple of beers. We'll be on our way. And he's like, all right. He spoke like a gentleman. Give him the beers. And then they fucking trash the place, and he just walks over the fucking door. And he's like, all right, now you can't leave. <laughs> Now you can't leave. And then a fight ensues. But it's like, yeah, okay. Now you can't negotiate. No, we just decided we will fucking throw you in a cage instead. You either go back to work or you get to go to jail. Yeah. Your brains or your signature is going to be on this contract. <laughs> How do you like your choices now? Yeah, it is. It's fucking incredible, man. I, and the the amount of people that have not realize this is still incredible to me i i'm still just flabbergasted that there are not more uh libertarians and anarchists i mean maybe we're just not doing a good job of getting the message out but the the idea that that this government is here for you to protect you blah you know all the shit that they say every time they just can't they contradict it around every like every time something comes up they contradict themselves and here you have like the most pro-union entity in government, the Democratic Party. They're supposed to be like unions are the bedrock of society. They built the middle class. I mean, like all this shit that's just demonstrably false. But that's what they claim to believe. And here's a union being like, hey, you know, we're really having a rough go of it. We need this. We need that. We need this. And uh, no, we're not even going to negotiate. We're just going to fucking make it illegal for you wonderful i can't believe how many democrats voted for this considering like being pro-union is probably one of the biggest staples that they still have going for them like um 
if it wasn't for the union bloc that exclusively votes for Democrat every single election, they would really be in trouble. And to to do something like this that is going to piss off a very, very large union and put a bad taste in the mouth of all the others that are supporting exclusively Democrats, it feels like a risky move on their part. I, I we'll see how it goes or what they what they do going forward, but or, and yeah, what the blowback yeah. is of it. But man, yeah, that's a yeah. bold strategy. <laughs> we'll see if it pays off. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, because that's the way it works, right? It's like the union members pay dues to the union. The union pays money to the fucking politician. The politician grants whatever the fucking union wants in, in return for their support, right? I mean, it's just the one big fucking circle jerk money pump. And they're this huge union they're just like now nah, we're done with you and it's i wonder if it's because it's rail no but that's not like eh, i don't know it's interesting the way it works is really weird i need to uh i need i need to dig into that and do like an episode on my own show where i kind of go through why the rail why the rail unions fall under that the way it does because it is a lot of like dumb bullshit from almost 100 years ago but uh, nonetheless, I mean, it's still a it's still a huge public union that falls right. under government jurisdiction, whether you agree with the reasoning behind it or not. Uh, so, was like, it like? Do you know if it was combined with a bunch of other shit in the bill and the stuff they didn't want, and so they that's why they voted for it, or or I, stuff they did want, and so they... this seems exclusively to be dealing with the rail strike. Uh, so they did, and they did do some things like. I guess they did some appeasing, but they left out some of the really big, like the paid sick time, stuff like that. Um, they didn't put some of the big things that the rail unions were holding out for, like the the things that the union was going to go to strike over. They didn't put any of that in the bill. And so, like I said, you know, they tagged in the it's also illegal for you to strike so that they, hey, look, we gave you some of this stuff. We're not going to give you all the rest of this stuff. And also, you're not allowed to go to strike because we gave you some stuff and we say it's not legal anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that is uh, quite the development. I hope they take I hope that creates a precedent and all these other fucking government unions won't be able to negotiate. <laughs> there was uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if we have time to get into it because it's COVID vaccine related. Maybe save that for the next episode. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of COVID stuff that's been coming out. I think we ought to we ought to dedicate another episode to like just kind of going through a lot of the the data and stuff that's been coming out on that because there is a whole bunch uh, between the myocarditis study myocarditis studies that are going to be conducted starting pre pretty soon. Um, some some of the other just the information coming out between the vaccines and the and the different treatments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of meat on that that we get a full episode out of that on. There is. Yeah. And that's what I was going to talk about was the myocarditis thing. They they basically had a bunch of doctors testifying to increases in, in myocarditis and heart inflammation, all kinds of heart inflammation shit and in young, young to middle aged people like a massive jump in it. And um, also a jump in flu cases. Did you see that? That flu was way up this year. Yeah, um, the 2020 line was hilarious on that graph. It was completely flat. There wasn't any, there was zero cases. <laughs> well, and now there's like 34,000. And it makes you wonder if people's immunity has been compromised because of these vaccines. Although somebody did send me uh, a Lou Rockwell, um, a link to a Lou Rockwell article, and I tried to open it and there was just nothing there. But it said like the CDC's lying about flu cases increase in flu cases so i don't know well we'll look into that we could uh get into that in the the next episode so we can go ahead and wrap there you got anything going on this weekend oh no nothing too much can't think of anything i i don't have anything big on my own show coming out for a couple weeks either so but in end of the month the last month of this or the last week of december uh you definitely want to check out my show i've got two two different episodes on a lot of medical stuff that is going to be kind of eye-opening for for people so uh december 26th and 28th check out fact check this all right all right and we're going to be putting out the uh, mikhail thorpe 
Thorup yep. episode um, either next week, probably next week, because I'm going to be doing some traveling. That, I think, is one of the most important interviews I've done uh, personally, but for anybody that's trying to extricate themselves from these um, oppressive governments. And it was really good. Did you listen to it when you were? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did yeah, you like I it? I listened to some of it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to talk to him much longer, but he's a very busy guy. <laughs> I had a lot of questions for him. And um, it's I think it's one of the, the best interviews for people that are you know, looking to kind of make some changes in their lives and and get out of uh, out from under the boot of the um, authoritative American government. So we'll be putting that out soon. I also have some announcements to make about the future of this podcast. So I will be putting something out probably tomorrow. Um, so stay tuned for that. Just letting you guys know what we're going to be doing come 2023. And that's about it for this episode. Just don't forget to become a supporting listener of the show. I will link to that in the description. It's peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the support the show tab and set up a recurring monthly donation. That will get you into the um, happy hour group. We're going to be meeting tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow is happy hour day. Are you going to be able to make it? Uh, I'll be at work, but I should be on. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's been it's been a few weeks because we had the you know the holidays and everything and some crazy schedules, but we will be back tomorrow, 7 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's always a good time. So that's one of the benefits of being in the uh supporting listener inner circle here. And there'll be some more fringe benefits to come next year. So stay tuned for that. And if you guys can uh, do all that for us, we will be back with a new episode for you as soon as we can, probably sometime next week. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.